0: Welcome to the Smut and Spice Podcast, where we're living vicariously through the female main characters in reverse harems, dark romances, paranormal romances, and bully romances. We're your hosts, Sam and Ashley. In this week's episode, we'll be interviewing the lovely author, Willow Hadley. Her series includes Smile Like You Mean It, Cricket Kendall, and her most recent release of Moons and Monsters. Be warned, this episode may contain spoilers and explicit content that is inappropriate for those
1: under 18. This show is not for children. Thank you so much for joining us, Willow. We're
2: so happy to have you. I'm so glad to be here. I have been so in love with your guys' podcast since you first reached out to me and, like, told me about it, so, like, I click immediately when I get a notification that you guys have a new episode every week. Oh, my
1: goodness. That's so sweet. We love hearing that.
2: Yeah, so I'm super, super, super excited to be here, and I hate talking, like, on the phone, so I'm definitely like going outside of my comfort zone to do an interview with like my voice but I just love you guys so much I wanted to do it
1: oh thank you we appreciate you going outside of your comfort zone for us
2: (laughs) and this was really hard for me too
0: when we first started doing this willow because it's just kind of awkward when you're like just sitting in front of the computer just like having a conversation to yourself
2: yeah I mean I'm definitely glad you guys use discord because I'm at least familiar with it um because like my husband plays video games, so I do have like a gaming headset and everything. So like I've used Discord at least.
1: Well, we have that going for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh Ashley has her sets of questions, I have mine, and then we have some fan questions at the end. Yay. So Ash, do you wanna kick us off with your first question?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so I think that my biggest question is, what made you decide to, you know, kind of dip your toes into reverse harems? Because I feel like this is such—I um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I understood like that there was such a big community for this sort of writing and this, you know, many this many like self-published authors out there. So, you know, what kind of got you into this genre?
2: Yeah. So I never actually was into writing. I never saw myself as a writer. I've always been a reader. And I was definitely one of those readers that would read, like, 300 books a year, like, on average, and just, like... That's impressive. ...breeze through them. And then one day, my best friend said, hey, I'm reading this book right now called Curse of the Gods. Or the first book is called Trickery, I think. And she's like, it's so weird, because, like, I think that the girl is, like, with multiple guys. Like, I... She's with all of them. And that just really intrigued me. And I had never read that before or, like, thought of it. And I think of myself as, like, a pretty open-minded person in general. Mm -hmm. So I jumped right on it, devoured the first three books, because that's all that was, like, published in that series at the time. And, like, it was, like, opening a freaking door for me. Because I love (laughs) character-driven stories. So I love the idea of, like, being introduced to several love interests and, like, building up all of their characters and, like, all of them, like, working together to, like, make this unique relationship work. So I read so many series. At the time, there wasn't as many uh, series, like, in Reverse Harem published back then. Mm -hmm. So I read, like, Ghostbird, Veil Diaries, uh, Curse of the Gods. Like, those were, like, the big ones that were popular at the time. And after I read, like, a ton of those books, I was just like, you know what? Like, it would be really fun to just write a reverse harem. So I started writing Cricket, and this was, like, in 2018.
1: I didn't realize you had started writing it that long ago. Yeah. Yes.
2: So I spent, like, a year (laughs) writing the first three books of Cricket. And I was never going to tell anyone that I was writing this. I was, like, super embarrassed. I was never going to show anybody And, like, my best friend, she was just like, uh, yeah, I want to read it. I want to read it. And I was so, like, ashamed. And it was, like, a really big moment for our friendship because me and her, we both have, like, very high anxiety. So, like, if she hadn't liked it, our friendship probably would have just, like, stopped. She would never would have talked to me again. Just to, like, avoid the discomfort. I I totally get that. Like, she would have 100% just, like, ghosted me forever. (laughs) So, luckily, (laughs) she liked it. And she, like, just really, like, you know, made me feel, like, so awesome about it. And I, like, wrote another story that's not reverse harem at the time. Or at the time I wrote it. It is not reverse harem. And she convinced me to put them up on Wattpad. And I joined that website and put... The first three cricket books up there. The grammar was horrible. Some of the (laughs) writing was horrible, as it was the first thing I'd ever written. But after, like, a year on their website, it got super popular. I got uh, accepted into the Wattpad Stars program. I wrote a couple of other books, or, like, started a couple of other books and, like, posted a few chapters on there. And I gained, like, a huge following within, like, a year and a half.
0: Wow. Wow. That's and, so crazy.
2: <laughs> and, like, you know, that's a really weird platform. Because, like, I would say 50% of the people on there are, like, teenagers that don't know how to write. And they're just, like, doing it for fun. Or they're writing really inappropriate stuff just because, like, they can and they can get away with it. Or they're, like, reading, like, just, like, really trashy, like, smutty, like, erotica on there. Yes. Or there's, or there's fan fiction. <laughs> And then the other half of the people on that site are, like, very pretentious, like, wannabe authors that are, like, there's only one way to write, and it's this way. And Mm -hmm. I know that I'm amazing, so why do I not have an agent yet? And, like, I didn't really fit into either of those categories, so I don't really know how I got as many followers as I did, but it did give me the confidence to eventually just think you know what I could actually like self-publish these and make money on them instead of just letting them sit you know on the site for free so I decided to publish smile like you mean it first kind of like as a test because cricket I was like my first baby like I had a stronger attachment to it I know that probably sounds horrible but I decided to publish smile first to see like how, how publishing would go because I didn't want to mess up publishing mm-hmm. cricket first
0: yeah yeah
2: So yeah, Uh, that's that's what got me into reverse ARMS. That's so,
0: (laughs) like, and I know that Wattpad is how a lot of people, you know, first get into putting their work out there. And, oh, I don't think I realized, like, I mean, I feel like there's pretentious people everywhere, but I guess (laughs) I'm more surprised about, like, the young people that are just, like, writing, like, terrible, trashy, erotica out there. And, like,
2: at the time, like, so many of my readers were, like, very young and like oh, some of them no. started calling me mom and i was like okay i'm not okay with this like that's honestly how i know
1: wattpad like my perception of wattpad is like the platform where all of the children are, like, yeah. spreading smut around. Like, obviously, that's not everything else going on at Wattpad. But, like, when I read fanfiction, like, I pretty much exclu- I exclusively read on Archive of Our Own because, like, it's like Wattpad is the jungle. I don't I don't want to dive into yeah. that. It's the Wild West of smut.
2: It is really something. Like, you have to really, like, learn how to finesse the search system <laughs> to be able to find not that... <laughs> uh but yeah, there is actually like a ton of reverse harem like on Wattpad uh now and there's like a ton of Ghostbird fanfiction on there, like so much, it's crazy. Um but yeah, a lot of my readers were younger at the time and like it was it was very crazy, like because on that platform you post a chapter at a time
1: mm-hmm. and people
2: can comment directly like on a paragraph or like a specific line. Yes. So they can react to it. So, like, I was so addicted to, like, my phone and, like, checking my comments, like, constantly. And then, like, some of my readers, I don't know if it's just because they were younger, like, they would get, like, so attached and, like, upset about certain things. And, like, indie publishing is kind of weird because people kind of get, like, entitled, like, if you don't publish a series really fast, like, if there's, like, a lot of time in between releases people start to be like Oh, uh, when are you publishing this when are you publishing this it's so much worse on Wattpad because like they want a f- new chapter like every day yeah <laughs> so and they are they are not nice about it
1: so do you think that you'll only ever write reverse harems or like I know you mentioned that you wrote a non-reverse harem story would that ever be published or do you think you're just going to stick to reverse um, harems
2: yeah for now I definitely want to stick with reverse harem because like as I've like started now writing for writing them for a couple years now or like working on them. I really do love like the characterization and the the like opportunity for so many characters to like build up in a book in a series and I really love the relationship dynamic in reverse harem mm-hmm. so for now that's definitely what I want to focus on. that other book that was like not reverse harem if I ever like do anything with it, I would probably end up changing it into a reverse harem somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: feel like once you start reading reverse harems, it's like I can only go so long without reading one. Yeah. Like, it's definitely an addiction.
2: It is. And like, you know, like I said, like for me, I've always been so open-minded to like different types of relationships. So like, I just really love seeing too, like just in the last few years, how big the reverse harem like, community has grown and how many books there are and how many like different types of reverse harem you can get now. Like there's not just like one, you know, type to choose from. I love seeing that. And I hope that like eventually it'll kind of start to like grow even bigger. Like now you're starting starting to see it kind of like bleed into like traditional publishing a little bit, like inside characters in, in certain books or TV shows. So hopefully, you know, in society in general, like those types of relationships and polyamorous relationships will be, like, more accepted.
1: I'm so on board with that.
2: I mean, you're seeing it more. Like, I think in one of Cassandra Clare's books, there's, like, a triad relationship in one of the newer ones.
1: It's been so long since I've read Cassandra Clare.
2: Uh, Me too. So I only, I haven't even read these ones, but I'm pretty sure, like, she's got characters that are, like, it's like a throuple, which is, like, awesome to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can I also just say how uh, I love that you also mentioned that you struggle with anxiety? Because this is a firm Lexapro household over here. (laughs) And I know that actually also deals with a lot of anxiety. So we are all on board the dealing with your anxiety in any way that's healthy for you train over here.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I try to be pretty open about it because there, you know, there's still kind of a stigma against that kind of thing. But like, I do struggle like with anxiety and pretty severe depression so like you know I'm lucky like my husband is extremely supportive like my friends are extremely supportive like I do have people that I can like lean on that understand and Mm -hmm. you know I think the more that people talk about it and like are open about it the more that helps other people that are struggling
0: yeah and I think that that's one of my favorite things about smile like you mean it is you know the boys and Charlotte all having like their internal struggles and the things that they've went through and the fact that you know several of them are in therapy I mean that's just great representation and I think that as a teenager I could have used more of that out of books
2: oh yeah if I had started going to therapy when I was a teenager like (laughs) I would probably be a lot better off (laughs) yeah so and I mean
0: definitely they're just great characters
2: (laughs) yeah I really did want to like try to shine a light on that for some of those characters they like specifically charlotte and grayson like especially grayson because i tried to make his thoughts as realistic as possible and like how i feel with my depression like he sees all of his friends like dealing with really hard like things in their lives and like their you know parents like dying or, like, being horrible people or, you know, being through foster care. And he has a very, like, healthy relationship with his parents. He comes from, like, a very, like, like good home. Like, there's nothing, like, wrong in his, like, life. But he still, you know, has depression and he just feels bad, you know, for having that. Like, I thought that was really important to kind of, like, include. I love that
1: because that's exactly how... I I also struggle with depression and like it gets to the point where you're just like am I moping for no reason or am I struggling with clinical depression and there's right. serious chemical imbalances <laughs> in my brain that I'm trying to deal with.
2: Mhm. It's I mean it's rough when you're sitting there like beating yourself up and like telling yourself like oh like well what am I like sitting here whining about like I have nothing like to be upset about. But that's just not how your brain works. So, yeah. You know
0: unfortunately you know for so many of us medication is
2: really the only way
0: that medication and therapy that's really the Mm. only way that you're gonna start feeling better because of that serotonin imbalance
2: oh yeah absolutely so that is definitely something that i want to highlight even more like in the next uh smile book so or next charlotte's next book so which we are all
0: i'm like so excited for that book Uh, so your books are the sweetest books I've ever read was this done purposefully or did you you know did you think that there was a gap in the genre or is this just how your amazing brain works like that you write such sweet wonderful characters
2: um so at the time I started writing cricket and cricket has changed a lot like since I first wrote it um I did not Know what I was doing? I didn't have like that thought in mind while I was writing, and I didn't really realize that I was writing such like sweet books until other people started saying it, and I just really love the idea of that. So I've really like embraced it, and I totally like will be like the queen of sweet and sugary. Like (laughs) I'm all about that, especially like God. Like I love like any type of book: dark books, bully books. But, I mean, I think that my books are definitely palette cleansers for a lot of the reverse harems that are out there. And, you know, sometimes, like, you just need something, like, happy. Like, especially, like, when I'm feeling, like, anxious or depressed, like, you need to go back to, like, a comfort read or, like, a comfort, like, movie or TV show. So, like, I like being able to, like, say that, like, I can deliver that. So, it wasn't an intention at first, but it's definitely something that I have, like, definitely come to love that I have accidentally done.
0: And I think it's great that you embrace that. I mean, oh, people love your writing so much. and
2: <laughs> Yeah, like, and it's so funny to me because so many of my readers, like, they like really dark shit. So it's so, like, crazy <laughs> when they're, like, so into, like, Smile Like You Mean It, which is just, like, a fluff fest.
0: Yes, and it gives you, like, all those, like, good teenage feelings like from like your first love oh
2: yeah so like i uh, i am definitely definitely loving like being able to like fill that you know gap that's there i definitely love seeing like more like sweet reverse harem books pop up or like different types of reverse harem books pop up period but yeah like i really do like that i kind of stumbled into specifically writing sweet
0: And this kind of leads me into another question. Um, You know, I know that you are a big fan of Catherine Moon and her sweet Omegaverse. Would you ever like try writing something like that? Because I think that you would do so well with it. And I I know we kind of asked Grace like along the same lines because she loves that as well. But I like I can't get enough of like this whole sweet Omegaverse. It's... Yeah, I mean,
2: I love Catherine Moon. Like, I gotta say, she's probably my favorite reverse harem author right now. Like, I'm such a fangirl, 100%. Um, I'll read (laughs) anything she writes. She's like a one-click author for me. Baby and the Late Night Howlers was my first Catherine Moon book and my first Omegaverse. What a great introduction. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really not familiar with Omegaverse. At, like aside from the sweet verse, so really my only introduction into like that whole subgenre is Catherine's books, and then Lana Cole just came out with another sweet verse book called uh, Lyric and the Heartbeats So I've read that, but I would feel like I wouldn't be doing it justice, I guess, because it's just not a trope or like a genre that I'm familiar with. Like I do love those books, but I just haven't read enough. Or I really haven't read any other Omegaverse to really, like, say, like, that's something that I want to write.
1: My introduction to the Omegaverse, to no one's surprise if you're familiar (laughs) with this podcast, was a (laughs) Jermione (laughs) fanfiction. It's a fantastic one. Also, also written by Sen Lin Yu, the author of Manacled. (laughs) all you want.
2: It's wonderful. Highly recommend. Your tangent on the episode uh, that you did last week made me laugh so hard. Like, <laughs> and I love that it was introduced with, well, Willow's obviously a nerd like we are.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. It's just very obvious that you get us. <laughs> <Totally>.
0: You do! <laughs> you understand
1: us.
2: But yeah, so as for the sweet verse thing, I would say probably not just because like that's just not I don't even think Omega verse is really like my my thing. I just love the relationships in those books so much, especially Lola and the Millionaires. Oh, same. They're so good. Oh god, so good. Now I want to go back and reread. That's a comfort oh, read right there. Yes. It does It is.
0: <laughs> um so i know that a lot of authors you know pull inspiration from like pinterest or maybe characters are based off of like people that they know where do you get the inspiration for your characters like do you have a pinterest board or i love when um people make like the character collages like have you found that any of those have been accurate to what you had kind of thought of in your mind for your characters
2: so i do have pinterest boards for all of my published series and for like future ideas that I have for books, but none of those boards are like public. Um, just the, my published series ones are, are you can see, I don't make those until after I've like kind of started thinking about a book. Um, so I definitely like don't start out with like specific inspiration of like a s- specific person for a character, I guess, if that makes sense. Like I create the character yeah. in my head first and then I like, put together a pinterest board of just like kind of things that give me the right feeling because i will i have never been able to find like photos of people or characters that like fit 100 for any of like the characters in my head so like if you ever look at like my my cricket pinterest board there's like a lot of girls that just have like crazy messy hair not they don't (laughs) look exactly like cricket in my head but like that, just like that one little like thing, reminds me of her. Mm-hmm. I guess if that makes sense. So like it's oh, more the totally vibe and sense. like the the look, like the look more than the specifics, and like probably not a very very like put together answer, but.
0: No, I think it was a great answer. And I think that for so many of us, like, I like to, you know, I love to read books and think to myself what the characters look like. But I also love to, like, look at those, you know, interpretations of what the author or other readers think that the characters look like, too.
2: Yeah. See, I guess I'm just the opposite, because, like, when I read a book, sometimes, like, I don't know if you ever read a book and, like, a character's described a certain way. And for some reason, your brain just like ignores that, and you picture them completely differently. Yes,
1: that happens so, to me all, <laughs> all the time. Like,
2: <laughs> I've had a reader tell me like they get thrown off every time uh, like Cricket's blonde hair is mentioned because they imagine her as like brunette. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then in your head, she can be a brunette. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, picture them however you need to. You know, picture them like as you're reading. So I don't like I don't really like the idea of like doing like fan casts or anything like that either, really, because it's just going to be so different for everybody.
1: Yeah. So if there was ever like in your dreams, the opportunity to do like a movie or TV show adaptation of any of your books, would you take them up on that opportunity or would that be something you wouldn't be interested in?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, So I mentioned earlier, like with the whole Wattpad thing, me being like the Wattpad Stars program. So that is like whole thing where they basically tell you that if you're in the program then they're putting your books up for like the potential to like get published through their company or to be like put through into Wattpad studio so like be turned into like a film or a TV show so at the time when I first like joined the program I was like oh my god fuck yes like Cricket is a TV show like who wouldn't want to see that but like that whole program is like definitely like dwindled down since that time but like that would totally be really cool. Like I'd be all about that. I would love to see any reverse harem as a TV show. Oh, I hell agree. Yes. <laughs> any of them? Any. I don't care. Just give me any.
1: <laughs> I just think of like I've. I'm still obsessed with Shadow and Bone after I watched it all on Netflix, yes. and I just feel like the casting for that was so perfect. Like yes. the they, even if I didn't exactly picture the characters the way that they casted them. The actors themselves did such a wonderful, like, phenomenal job of bringing every character to life. Like, I can't imagine a better adaptation than how they did Shadow and Bone. So, like, that whole thing just made me get so much more on board with, like, movie and TV show adaptations, if they can be done that well.
2: Oh, yeah, because, like, it's going to 100% depend on, like, the actor, like, how they, you know, portray a character. It doesn't matter, like, what their physical features are, like, at Mm -hmm. all. If it doesn't fit, like, what's in the book, like, that doesn't – really doesn't make, you know, a difference for me, I guess, personally.
1: <laughs> no, I completely agree. They – and I liked how, like, Jessie May Lee was such a perfect Alina, even though, like, they completely changed her character to fit the fact that Jessie May Lee is part um, – I don't want to say her ethnicity wrong. I believe she's part Chinese. Um Yeah, they definitely
2: did that really well and, like, had that, like, interwoven into the story.
1: I loved how they did that.
2: I, like, I'm also one of those people that, like, I go into, like, watching, like, a TV show adaptation knowing it's not going to be exactly like the book. Because certain things just translate differently, like, on screen than they do on a page. So I was really impressed with the way that they, you know, combined Six of Crows and Shadow and Bone, those stories together. Like, I loved it. Like I was, I-, I loved it. I could not imagine how they were gonna do it beforehand, but like I'm so here for it. See, I
0: feel so left out because I feel like I'm the only one who hasn't watched. It yet. <laughs>
2: I forced my husband <gasps> to binge it with me, and he—me too. He does not <laughs> like fantasy type of stuff. Like he's into Star Wars, but like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, like those things, he's like meh. So I definitely had to force him to watch. Uh, the Shadow and Bone with me.
1: Oh, I had to bargain with mine. The bargain <laughs> was for every episode that he watched with me, I had to listen to an episode of a D&D podcast that he's currently obsessed with. So <laughs> uh, that is the bargain that I've made. And my husband is very nerdy. Um we actually, like, one of the things that we bonded over when we first started dating was our mutual love for Harry Potter, and then I found out that he literally fell asleep every night listening to the audiobooks for Harry Potter, and then I was Aww. like, well, I guess Aww. I have to marry this man, because <laughs> See, I don't my, know what the other options are. My
2: husband, like, he's he's so nerdy, but, like, we are not nerdy about, like, the same things, like, at all. Like, other than Disney, that's, like, our only, like, shared, like, nerdy, like, love. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> I He does not like Harry Potter. He doesn't like Lord of the Rings. He doesn't read, like, at all. I've gotten him to listen to, like, two audiobooks in our entire uh, relationship. He likes cars and video games and... it sounds like my like husband. Vintage <laughs> stuff. <sighs> like, I, I don't even know. Long my husband course. is also
1: obsessed with vintage
2: stuff. Yeah. We have a lot of weird stuff in our house just because he likes it.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was... Our shared love of Harry Potter, he also told me that he loved New Girl. We bonded over how much we love the show New Girl. And then um, what really just sealed the deal for me was his willingness to just kind of go along with whatever I wanted to do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine, he's awesome. Like, we just, we, we like so many different things. Like, I don't know, like, there's a lot of stuff we just don't have in common. But, like, we've been together for, like, eight years now. And we've been married for almost two, so you suck with me now obviously <laughs> but yeah he hasn't read any of my books like he does not read ever like it so does not interest him it's really funny but he also loves telling people that i'm a writer and he loves to tell people what reverse harem is and see like and to see the look on their face that's good that he's supportive of that <laughs> oh yeah too supportive like his, his whole family's probably gonna listen to this podcast
1: that's, <laughs> that's so, so sweet no. <laughs>
0: I mean, our family, like, Sam's mom listens to this, but I told my parents, I was like, do not listen to this. This <laughs> My mom is for listens
1: me. to every episode. This is not for yeah, you.
2: Yeah, so uh, his family is very, like, conservative and religious, and I've tried and tried to, like, explain what Reverse Harem is, and, like, I, I don't know. They still, they're all about it. Like, they love to tell people about my books, and, like, I mean, it's really <laughs> sweet, but it's also, like, a little... Uncomfortable. I could imagine. And, yeah. <laughs> my dad read Smile like you mean it, and I told him not to read any of my books, and he did it anyway, and then he told me after that it made him feel uncomfortable. Oh. And
0: I'm
2: like, well. And I'm like,
0: well, nothing like inappropriate even happens.
2: I mean, That's so funny. I'm like, okay. Well, I told you not to read it. Uh, my grandma loves them, supposedly. Aww. That's so
1: cute! <laughs> that I feel like Ash and I go through a similar thing with the podcast. My, like Ash said, my mom listens to every episode. But then I was at my parents' house today, and I was talking to my brother's girlfriend, who I love so much, and my brother sits down and is like, yeah, uh, Sam has a smut podcast. At least that's how Dad, uh, what did he say? That's how Dad described it to me. And I was like, well, the title is Smut and Spice, Greg. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, then that makes sense. <laughs> So apparently that's how my father's describing the podcast to people is it's Sam's Smut podcast. Oh, yeah. And one of
0: my friends, like, kind of assumed that it was, like, the trashy, like, beach novels. Do you know what I mean? Like, the older women, like, Uh old school smut. And I (laughs) had to kind of be like, no, this is, like, stuff that's, like, self-published and it's these amazing authors that are kind of, like, doing their own thing. And not that I have anything, like, against, like, older trashy like beach reads but I think that this subgenre does not get the attention that it deserves and that a lot of the authors don't get a lot of attention just because of you know the lack of knowledge on reverse harems and it's just yeah I mean I think
2: people already kind of like that aren't into like reading or like writing they hear self-published and they're automatically like oh just self-published you know they don't think it's like, mm-hmm. that big of a deal. And they don't understand, like, all the stuff that, like, goes into it, you know, behind the scenes. But then I also think a lot of people just hear a reverse harem, and when they hear what it is, they just, like, think it's, like, erotica. Which is not the case. Like, there are some that, like, definitely, like, lean that way. But, you know, I, it really bothers me. I'm all about the smut. Like, I'll read it, like, all day. But I don't think that a reverse harem necessarily has to be smutty or like erotica to like you know be respected like in the genre Mm -hmm. and i have a lot of like asexual readers and friends that you know they want to read about like the relationship and not so much the sex and i just you know like reverse harem is just the type of relationship dynamic it doesn't mean that it's going to be smutty but that's like a huge misconception that like it means reverse harem equals erotica that's
0: a great point. Um, I know you had said that, you know, you love the strong character buildup. And I think that for me, I mean, not so much with Den of Vipers, but when I read my second reverse harem series ever, um, The Brutal Boys of Everlake Prep, which is still one of my favorite series of all time. Just like the ability of, you know, Caroline and Suzanne to develop like Saint over the course of those four books and to take me on such a ride where I hated him in the beginning and then... You learn all these things about him, and they develop him so well that by the end, he's you know one of my favorite characters of all time. I mean, that's just uh, you know amazing for any author, regardless of what you know the content is, and oh, regardless yeah, of whether it was like smutty you or can not. have
2: exactly, and like just because that it's all smut too doesn't mean that it's not good writing. Like yeah. it, it can it can be erotica and still be good. It doesn't necessarily like reverse arm doesn't necessarily have to be that but like it can be and like you know people just tend to like get kind of like you know if they're not they don't really know that much about the genre. They just kind of like get like elitist about it and they yeah. automatically like, like, like put it down.
1: Yeah. Romance is, in general. Oh, yeah. Is a genre that doesn't get taken seriously because it's a genre mostly read by women. So it's just feel like, like
2: ridiculous because it makes more money than any other genre. <laughs>
1: like, yes. <laughs> but like that's like our culture's internalized misogyny is like anything that women like that much can't be that good. It can't be like Mm -hmm. that good, like critically good writing. Like, and that critique obviously isn't based in any sort of reality, but it's something that I feel like romance authors have been dealing with since the dawn of time, (laughs) because if, if you are writing for or producing or creating art of any kind that's mostly consumed by women, it is usually way more critiqued than any sort of other writing.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, like, in romance specifically, you can have romance be contemporary or paranormal or fantasy. Like, the options are just, like, limitless. And literally, like, there's just so many things that people can write about in romance, like, that should get more attention and that I think are, you know, like you said, like, that ability to write, like, a character arc and Redemption like that... Like that takes a lot of like talent to be able to like make a reader feel like emotionally like attached to like Yes. A character that shouldn't you shouldn't like, you know?
1: And like the world building and everything oh, yeah. that goes into some Absolutely. of these books.
2: Like some of the world building in some reverse serums that I've read is just like insane. Like, I don't know. I people definitely judge it harshly before they even like know what they're talking about. I feel like things are really
0: picking up steam for reverse harems and i'm hoping that you know that's just going to continue going in this direction where
2: yeah people talk are... about it like it's just like a trend that's eventually going to die out but like honestly like just in like the last three or four years like it's grown so big like i think it's only getting more popular i don't i don't know like i'm not an expert i guess but like i just don't see it like just fizzling out like i don't see reverse harem as a trope like how some people do yeah
0: yeah that's funny because like I never even considered reverse harem as like a trope it's just I think like for me at least it's like a subgenre of romance yeah that's like, how I
2: see it as well and I'm sure like yeah. a lot of writers see it that way but like I've heard some people call it a trope and I'm like eh, that's not right but okay <laughs> but they can think that but
0: they're wrong <laughs> <laughs> um So we talked a little before we started recording about your writing process, but so have you had these stories in your head for a while? And, um, you know, can you tell us about some of your experiences, like with publishing on Wattpad and like, you know, self-publishing and what that journey has been like for you?
2: Absolutely. So like I said, like I wrote, Cricket was my first like thing ever that I wrote. Um, And I have always loved witches and I love paranormal romance so I thought it would just be the most fun to kind of start there and I don't know every time I get a new idea like I (laughs) kind of like write like a very like vague little outline and I get new ideas like all the time like I would say like at least once a week so it's really frustrating for me because I want to write everything like all at once (laughs) I don't want to like have to wait and finish something else before I like start everything but like realistically Like, I can't do that. So I'll write, like, a little outline, and then I'll make a Pinterest board and, like, shove it to the back of my brain for later. Um, Cricket has definitely been, like, the story that I've, like, had with me for, like, the longest now. And then Charlotte's story, like... So those characters, like, I just feel like have been inside my head for, like, a really long time. So they're super, super special to me. Um, For Of Moons and Monsters, I wrote that... I started writing that when I was still working at my old job at um the hotel Mm -hmm. last year during 2020 and I just like every day when I got home from work I would just like start writing it and that takes so much discipline yeah like obviously like it's not like I didn't write about like the pandemic or anything but just writing a female main character that is able to like overcome like struggles and adapt to like her situation and like Mm -hmm. want to just like keep on like going forward like really like helped me like with my anxiety at the time so that story became like really really important to me so I didn't want to put off publishing that one even though I know everyone probably wants me to focus more on (laughs) Charlotte and Cricket but I just had to like put that one out in the world I love Um, that I'm so so glad that you did (laughs) it's so good (laughs) Yeah, and, like, that book was originally supposed to be a standalone. And then, oh, I'm so
0: <laughs> glad it's not.
2: And then, like, the world just got, like, out of control. And then I was like, okay, well, what about Alistair and Rian and Matthew? Like, what about them? So now I think it will be a trilogy, but, like, I, I don't know. Who knows?
1: You'll just see where the writing yeah, takes
2: you. exactly. Yeah, because that's you know that was my other
0: question if you know if you have a specific ending kind of in your brain or do you just kind of let things develop and see where the story takes you
2: um so like I obviously I did not go to school for writing it was not like my dream like I don't have like a, a degree in it or anything so like I don't have I guess I don't know what I guess when I've started this journey like I had no idea what I was doing um So the way that things have worked for me so far, I am definitely more of, like, a pantser, which means I really don't plan most of my books in advance. I make up a lot as I write them. And Mm -hmm. I have to write chronologically. Otherwise, like, my brain just, like, cannot compute. So I have specific, like, scenes in mind for each of my series. And, like, I do have endings in mind for all of them. But it's so hard for me to say, like how long it's going to take to get to to that point for each one of them, because I just don't know, because I do, like, make up so much, like, as I'm writing.
1: When we talked to Grace, she kind of went with the mindset of the characters are controlling her. She is not controlling the characters. Are you of the same mindset? Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Like, I don't know what they're going (laughs) to (laughs) do. Like... So yeah, I I can sit here and say like oh I plan for there to be this many books in this series, but like that I there's just no way that I can keep a promise like that. So we will see. Right now, I think that Moons and Monsters will be a trilogy. Right now, I think that Charlotte will be a trilogy, but we'll see as I get closer to the you know to that point. Um, as for Cricket, <laughs> Cricket will probably end up having like nine books in its series oh, wow. Wow. at least
0: <laughs> or else it'll just go on plans. forever like <laughs> and it, that's like kind of what grace said about dark river that it's just like you know her work forever work in progress yeah
2: and i mean for cricket like that series like i definitely have done something very like weird with the pacing so it's very drawn out. And I there's so much <laughs> de- <laughs> and there's so much detail for like so many little things. Like I just can't imagine like trying to like suddenly do like a time jump and it like be like the end of their senior year. Like that would be so weird. And I have so many more like plans for like cricket and cass and Theo and Hollis, but also like all the side characters because it's like a whole like little like universe. It's the cricket verse. So like There's just so much still that I, like, want to happen that I would not be able to wrap it all up in just, like, a couple of books. So I do have, like, an idea in my head of keeping it, like, three books for, like, the, like, three separate, like, main arcs, I guess. So the first three cricket books have obviously been her meeting the guys and, like, growing this relationship and, like, her leading up to her birthday and, like, coming into her power and everything. But then, like, after that's all said and done, like, after her birthday, like, a lot of shit still needs to, like, happen, and, like, things aren't just perfect all of a sudden, and, like, I don't know. So I have lots of plans for them.
1: Oh, I'm just so nervous now. (laughs) You want to talk about anxiety. That's how I was feeling after reading that book blurb. (laughs) Oh, Willow.
2: (laughs) I think you guys will like it though like I think that it'll be a little bit of a roller coaster compared to my other books but I think that I, I hope I guess that people will like it I'm sure I will there are two things in it that I am nervous about the reception just because when I had it on Wattpad there were two events that my readers were not happy about and like some of the messages I would get from people were very uh opinionated about it so it'll be really interesting oh, sure. to see, like, when I publish it, I, you know, I've, re-wr- I've rewritten it, but the story itself, in, like, has still basically stayed the same. So it'll be interesting to see, like, how all of my new readers and how, like, people that read on, like, KU will, will, uh, will like it.
0: So if any of our listeners have not read Cricket, make <laughs> sure you do, because we're all waiting to see what happens. And uh, so... This is a hard question, but if you could build your own super harem <laughs> so like guys from reverse harem novels, celebrities, characters from romance novels, people you've known in real
2: life so I did I did write out my list yeah and I yes, told I love it I told my uh, my best friend about it and she laughed pretty hard at me uh, for one <laughs> of the names on it but that's okay. so here's my perfect. Harem for myself, and they're all from books. So uh, Matthew Claremont from A Discovery of Witches. For yes, sure. <laughs> I love those books so much, especially the second book in the series. And I have just like loved him so much for years now.
0: Same. From the moment he was introduced, I was like, "Oh, I'm so obsessed with this guy."
2: Same. So number two would be Daniel from uh, Catherine Moon's Inheritance of Hunger. He was my favorite in that harem. And, like, I, this is going to sound, it's, like, probably so crazy, like, because I do, like, write sweet books. My favorite characters are always the broody ones. Always. Like, the broody <laughs> ones or the funny ones. But usually, like, I love, like, the, like, broody, like, moody ones, like Cass are yes, my favorite <laughs> so daniel from inheritance of hunger Ariane from all the pretty monsters by christy cunning yes i love that series so much like i binged that series and like had a huge book hangover after that all right and then leo uh, leo from lola and the millionaires oh yes. <laughs> and my last one <laughs> is one of my own characters so like definitely hashtag arrogant here <laughs> um and you guys have not been introduced to this character yet he is introduced in the third cricket book his name is rainer and i would totally add him to my harem
1: oh looking forward oh, to that. oh i'm <laughs> stressed
0: <laughs> uh, what a harem i'm impressed uh, i know that's a really good one
2: yeah when i told my uh my best friend she was i was like should i take rainer out of the list she's like no you just leave it
0: it and i know that some people are like oh it's like choosing between my children it doesn't really (laughs) feel like that
2: i guess it's it's, it is and it's not you can pick your own yeah it's not like characters
1: (laughs) yeah i do love a broody
0: asshole though oh yeah and i think that we talked a little bit about this last question but i guess this is mainly a statement um are you working on the next book in Charlotte series? Because I am so curious to see how you're going to approach like Charlotte potentially dating all of the guys and how it's going to be received by all the adults in the book and how things specifically are going to go with Sebastian and Arthur and that whole dynamic, because Charlotte is is Arthur's niece and they live together and like, I don't want it to be like weird. But if you can, you know, talk about it without too many spoilers.
2: Um, yeah, I'm definitely working on the next book. Um, I I feel bad. Like, I just have been working on it much slower than my other series. And, like, I, I mean, I was talking to you guys about this earlier, just with me transitioning from, like, working full-time out of the house to, like, now working full-time as a writer. Like, it's been a really, like, weird transition of me just, like, calling myself a writer and, like, doing it as my job. And along with, like, dealing with, like, anxiety and depression, like, I have a really hard time, like, forcing myself to write when I Mm -hmm. the job. So if I, like, sit there and I tell myself, like, okay, like, you need to write this book in 30 days. Like, I, like, it's not going to happen. Or it's not going to be to the quality that I want and what the characters deserve. So I am working on it, but I'm also working on Cricket's theories. And I'm also working on the next of Moons and Monsters book. So I don't have release dates for, like, anything other than the third Cricket book now, which comes out on June 25th. Um, Yay, yeah. I
1: can't wait! <laughs> but
2: yeah, for Charlotte's <laughs> next book, like, I have the cover. Like, I, it, there, I have started writing it, obviously, but it's just, like, not even close to being finished. And I don't know, like when it will be finished and I don't want to put a date up and then put extra like stress on myself like I know a lot of authors you know do that like they'll give themselves deadlines and they'll put their books up for pre-order before they're even written like I just
0: oh my gosh how do people do that (laughs)
2: yeah and like I'll I'll, so that's a big thing too like a lot of people will put uh the next book in the series like up for pre-order when they publish the first book so that people can finish the book and then pre-order it and they'll put the pre-order date like really far out in advance so they have plenty of time to write it and then they'll move it up later like when they're actually done with it but i just like that just stresses me out like i've really considered doing that but i just i don't want to put that kind of pressure on myself i just want my books to like be written naturally like as my creativity and like muse like works with them i guess Mm -hmm. so yeah charlotte definitely is coming i just don't know when (laughs) and i know people like it drives them crazy because i published the first book in like august of last year so it has been like a really long time but you know like i just
0: it is okay we will be super patient (laughs)
2: because i am so excited to see where this is gonna go yeah like i oh god i'm so excited for it too and it's like so sad because like i have pretty much the whole i wouldn't say the whole thing but like a lot of the second like the second book like planned out like in my head and like so many plans for the characters and like drama and angst and like i really want to keep that uh series like very realistic with like the characters ages and the things that they've gone through in their past and like how their relationship will be received by, like, the adults around them, especially considering Charlotte's past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I do have a lot of plans, but just don't have a date.
1: So, just to make you feel better. Yeah. As as a Game of Thrones fan, I don't think you should ever feel bad
2: about how <laughs> long it takes you to publish a book
1: when we have George R.R. R. sent out here.
2: Yeah, but, you know, I think there's just a different expectation with, uh, self-published books and, like, indie authors, because traditional books, like, if you only read traditional books, like, you're used to waiting, like, a year, two years for, like, the next book in the series, and, like, it not being, like, a big deal at all, like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, we, we waited for, like, years for, like, Harry Potter books, and it was... I know! Yeah! Like, as a
0: child, it was, like, so difficult!
2: Right, so, like, but I think so many indie authors, uh, rapid release so they'll do like a book a month or like push their releases out like with only a couple months in between them to kind of like boost their rankings on Amazon and to like fight the algorithm because it can be like so difficult to get the exposure that you like need but also mm-hmm. so that readers, you know, for romance and reverse harem specifically or like readers just read so fast like you yeah. you know so many read hundreds of books a year so like how are they going to remember, you know, your book That they read a year ago, 800 books ago, when the next one comes out. So it is, like, a different level of pressure that, unfortunately, like, that sucks. But, like, that's just kind of, like, how it is for indie authors.
1: I know you mentioned that you already have the cover for Smile Like You Mean It Done. We love your covers. Do you have the same cover artist for every
2: series? Um, Yeah, so I have different cover designers for each series. And I... I know you guys have kind of like talked about this a little what the typical cover looks like for reverse harem like i don't like
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and like a lot of like new authors are like specifically told they have to have a certain type of cover or else people won't read it or pick it up because people wow only like, mm-hmm. so like i've seen so many like uh like author groups where people are like told like "Mm, that's not the genre or you know that's not to market so people definitely like do feel that pressure to like make their cover look like everybody else's um which is kind of sad but like i do agree like certain things like do fit a specific genre um like you know it's just so hard to like say like i just don't like that every single verse harem cover has, like, the girl, the same girl, like, on the cover with, like, some kind <laughs> yep. of, like, magic shooting out of her hands, and yeah. they're all the same, and, like, some of them look great, even still, but, like, sometimes, like, they just all look the same when you're, like, looking through Amazon, like, they just start to look the same to you, so I definitely wanted mine to stand out while still looking like they belonged in that genre, so, like, smile like you mean it, still belonging in, like, contemporary young adult. Mm-hmm. and of Moons and Monsters. I definitely wanted it to feel like a fantasy, <clears throat> a fantasy book. And oh, it like, definitely so does. <laughs> I love that cover, cover. So Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, for, so for Cricket, like, so I had, like, sort of, I guess, a vision in my head for, like, each one, and then I found a cover designer for each one that I thought, you know, would be able to do that for me, so. So,
1: completely changing the subject, <laughs> <laughs> um... We read, obviously, a lot of reverse harems, and quite a few of them have uh, not only just the female main character building relationships uh, with the harem, but men within the harem building relationships with each other. Is this something that you would consider including in your books in the future?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I love diversity. I have definitely, I feel, included a lot of like LGBTQ plus characters as like my side characters in my series mm-hmm. um, so that's not like I would definitely add that into like a harem as well it just hasn't happened naturally I guess yet in any of the series that I've published but I would totally like do that maybe.
0: I mean I, I think that most of us are aware which of your series like could go in that direction <laughs> I, I have theories yeah tell me
2: I want to hear it <laughs>
0: I well I mean I definitely think that uh, and I think that you know you and I have talked about this a little bit too on Instagram but like I want to learn more about Alistair and like you know what's gonna happen with Isla like is the harem gonna be like a super harem and I think that there's room for a male male dynamic within that harem if it goes that way (laughs) that's just my prediction I'm not saying that I've had anything confirmed but that's what I'm thinking
2: um so all I will say I guess for that is like for the next book in that series I am definitely doing a lot of Alistair's point of view so you get to see his side of the story of like what happened at the party and like why Isla was taken in the first place and like his you know journey to like try and find her along with you know his now potential maybe they're his mates
1: well I'm looking forward to that yeah me too
2: I have been uh I have actually gotten a review on Goodreads for one of the cricket books that says I have a gay agenda (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) because like 90 percent of the side characters in cricket are some for like they're in the lgbtq uh you know family so like i absolutely have a gay agenda i guess
1: yeah embrace that i don't even agenda. know if they
2: meant it like as a negative they just like said it and i was like okay okay i think that
0: people and their gender are much more fluid than what they how they actually perceive themselves oh absolutely that makes sense. absolutely <gasps> i mean
2: like i definitely think that sexuality and gender can definitely be fluid and like everybody's going to feel differently not everybody's going to have the same experiences and you know like that's something that I definitely like am supportive of is you know that community so I'll put all the gay characters in my series that is something I really do enjoy reading too is reverse harem books that are more not so much reverse harem as they are like Polly,
1: where mm-hmm. you
2: know, there's multiple relationships in the relationship. Um, so like Catherine Moon does that amazingly in like all of her books, oh, or most of them, so I good. I don't know if they're in all of them, most of them. Um, and then like uh, Rise of the Witch by C. Rochelle, like that relationship was done amazingly. Like the side relationship in the harem was like perfect. So like I'm reading it right now. Yeah, I love to see more of that. Like you know that you know more diversity just in like that aspect in reverse harem. Absolutely.
1: Um, So since you have written a mix of both contemporary romance and paranormal romance, which is your preference and why?
2: Um, So I guess I don't really have a preference because I will read anything as long as it's romance. (laughs) Usually, Um, I think paranormal (laughs) is probably. Easier to write (laughs) for me at least, Um, because like with contemporary, everything has to be realistic; otherwise, it just doesn't work. Um, And then in fantasy, everything like the world building has to be like like perfected. Paranormal Mm -hmm. is kind of like a mix of both of those, so you can have like the real world, but then just like make shit up to like make your magic system work. So. I do like writing paranormal a lot
1: so would you consider of moons and monsters to be paranormal or would you uh, consider it to be more on the fantasy side
2: um I think that it's more fantasy but I mean it definitely it starts out paranormal so it's definitely like a weird mix um I don't know i it, uh, I think that it's more fantasy just because it does take place in like another world
1: yeah that's what I was thinking so you mentioned a little bit um when you were talking about smile like you mean it and the adults and how they're going to perceive that relationship. But something that I love so much about that book is how supportive and wonderful like the adults that you build around Charlotte are. Why do you think that you have made the choice to make so many of the adults in your novels supportive when that's not really a norm of the genre?
2: Um, I mean, definitely because that's not a norm of the genre or like romance in general usually or just like a lot of books. And like to be honest, like that's not something that I really had growing up. Um so I do think it's really important to like want to see more of that and like to aspire to be like those kind of adults, you know, like as we all grow up.
0: And that's what I I said too in our (laughs) in our episode on all of your series is that especially in, you know, Charlotte's books that's the type of parent that i aspire to be for my child so it's really nice to see that and like
2: arthur is such a sweetheart and like i really love his character and like neither one of those kids are like biologically his uh sebastian or charlotte but like that does not make a difference to him and he's gonna do whatever he can to like make sure that they get what to get all the, like, love and support that they need in their lives and, like, anything else that they could possibly, like, want or need for. Like, he's taken on that responsibility. Like, no questions asked.
1: He's so
0: sweet. I love his character so much. <laughs> I know. Me too. And that, like, awkward sex talk that he had to have with them. <laughs> I loved that. Because, I mean, we all remember, like, being a teenager and how your parents have to, or, you know, or – any your adult role model has to kind of have that conversation with you and if they didn't have that conversation with you I guess I'm sorry in a way because I think it's important to speak openly about those sort of things oh yeah absolutely uh, (laughs) it was so good (laughs) as a parent I appreciated it yeah I
2: definitely especially where those series like Cricket and Charlotte like those are high school kids you know for both of those series like I do think it's really important to have you know, the adult characters, not just be like completely in the background, like you see in every Mm. other book and like to actually like be supportive and be someone for like them to lean on. And, you know, like, especially like the ages, you know, those characters are at, that's like a really tough time, like in, you know, a young person's life. And like, like I said, I didn't really have a lot of support from either of my parents growing up. Um, I don't mm-hmm. have the best relationship with either one of them, like, even today. But, you know, like, I, you know, wish that I, you know, had when I was a teenager. And, like, if I ever have a kid, like, I definitely, like, want to be, like, supportive of them, like, no matter what.
1: I, lo- I love that you have considered that, because I feel like that is something that happens a lot, not only in, like, romance novels and in young adult fiction, but, like, in TV shows, too, where it's, like, mostly teenagers it's like where are the parents yeah and
2: they just like don't they don't exist Yeah, like Like, there's a difference between like being like lenient and then just like they're they're not even like written into like the script at all
1: (laughs) right like these children are running around all hours of the night doing whatever it is that they need to do and i'm just looking at them like where are your parents (laughs) yes where are all the positive role models exactly
2: So definitely, definitely like writing that.
1: Yes. Um, So you kind of talked about your pacing a little bit already. Why did you decide to take your novel so slow in terms of pacing that like it threw me off when I was reading, not because I didn't enjoy the experience, but because I'm just not used to such a small amount of time going by as I'm reading these books.
2: Um, So it wasn't like my intention when I started But with Cricket, I really wanted to write something that felt like insta-love, but that also felt like a slow burn. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. you know, in high school, every single, like, tiny, like, moment is such a big deal. Every, like, thing that happens in, like, your relationship is, like, so important. And, like, a month seems like so long like I remember being 16 and having a boyfriend that I dated for a month and I thought we were so in love <laughs> like, yes <laughs> so I just think you know for cricket and like her guys specifically like every tiny little moment is like so important and I get so frustrated and like books where something like big is like happening between like the female main character and her love interest or multiple love interests and then like you get a time skip of like weeks or months and it's like you're telling me that nothing happened during that time like you guys didn't talk <laughs> like you didn't look at each other like nothing so with cricket i just kind of took an extreme approach of detailing basically every tiny detail to where it's kind of become like almost like slice of life where you're getting like their entire day and like every tiny sweet cute moment you know between cricket and like her guys but also like her friendships that she's forming and just everything it felt more realistic to me like for the age that I was writing I guess of the characters yeah and
0: that's what I love is you know the realism in your books compared to some of the other like the high school setting reverse harems out there because it's like there's usually some, like, gang or mafia or crime aspect, <laughs> and it's just really refreshing to just have normal high schoolers. I mean, not that, like, you know, Cricket and is, like, normal, but, like, <laughs> more normal, I think, than, like, Hannaford Prep or, like, Havoc. Yeah, is,
2: and I mean, it kind of goes back to earlier, like, my books are not for the... Crazy, insane like plot twists there for like the sweet like comfort, like butterflies in your stomach kind of reading.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I just love them so much.
2: <laughs> well, I'm very glad because I love them too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what is your favorite thing about your writing process and your least favorite thing about your writing process?
2: Um, so my least favorite is definitely editing. and <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty lucky. One of my best friends uh, is my editor. And she is, like, the harshest person in the freaking universe. Like, she hates everything. (laughs) So, (laughs) she, like, I love her to death. Like, it really makes me a better writer. Because she'll be like, what the fuck? Like, this does not make sense. Like, why would he (laughs) say that? Like, what is he doing right now? Um, This is problematic. Like, she doesn't agree with, like, a lot of the stuff that I write in Cricket specifically. With the whole, like, miscommunication between the characters. (laughs) But, like, she, you know, she really makes me think about things differently. And, like, she helps me kind of, like, take a step back and look at it without, you know, being so biased. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And it's really nice arch. that you have a
0: friend that can be, like, honest with yeah, you but I, it, in
2: that way. It definitely is. and I. But I also think, like, a lot of writers are, like, too afraid to, like, listen to that type of criticism. Like, I'll... Hear it all day. Like, I know my books aren't perfect and they're definitely not for everybody. Um, so, I definitely appreciate like constructive criticism. And, like, I, you know, now, like, I do want to be like a better writer. So, you know, like, I feel like the more I write, like, the, the better I'm always getting. So, I hate editing, yeah, you... but it is a necessity. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of writing, I definitely like the feeling I get when I come up with a brand new idea. And, like, imagining the characters for the first time and, like, the first, like, scenes of, like, how they're going to meet and everything. I like envisioning that in my head. My husband thinks I'm, like, the creepiest person in the world because he'll just, like, walk into the room and nothing's happening. Like, the TV's not on and I'm just, like, standing there smiling because I'm envisioning something. And he's like, oh, my God, like, you're just sitting in a dark room smiling. What is wrong with you?
1: He thinks you're a scene out of a horror movie. (laughs)
2: Um, so just like earlier we were driving, uh, down the road and I just, I don't, I was thinking about something and he was like, God, why are you smiling right now? Like, they're like, we're not even talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I, I do like that kind of like when I first come up with like an idea. Um, but I also like when I finished another chapter of something where I'm like, oh my God, like I just wrote something amazing Like, I love getting that feeling, too. Um, So, like, honestly, like, I got that feeling hardcore from Of Moons and Monsters. I'm so proud of that book. Like, I feel like my writing is so much stronger in that book than, like, in Cricket and Smile Like You Mean It when I first, you know, wrote them.
1: So You should be proud of that book. It's so good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, for one of the most recent chapters I've written for, like, the second Monsters book, like, when I finished that chapter, I was like, this is fucking good. Like, I really like <laughs> being able to, like, I know that sounds so like cocky, but like, I love you know, getting that feeling from like something that I'm just like creating out of nothing. It doesn't even matter. Don't even it, doesn't that's co- cocky. it doesn't, it doesn't matter cocky if no one either. else likes it. Like if I feel like that about it, like it's, it's, you know, it's worth it. We'll put out certain
1: episodes and I'm like, you know what? That was a really good episode. <laughs> like I'll send, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send close to Ashley and I'm like, We are so funny.
2: (laughs) I mean, and you guys are. Definitely own it. Like, you know, like, I really, sometimes I'm, like, so proud of myself. And, yeah, of course, I get days where I'm, like, I'm never going to be as good of a writer as, you know, whoever. But, like, you know, like, then I have those days where I'm, like, I just wrote, like, the best chapter I've ever written in my life. I,
0: Everything you've put out so far has just been amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> if it's like any other craft, it's just going to get better with time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like in
2: some, like years from now, I'll probably look back and like cringe hard at like Cricket. But, like right now, like I fucking love Cricket so much. I love these characters. I love that other people love them. Like it just, you know.
1: I think as long as you're enjoying yourself, that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ash, did you want to ask the fan questions? Yes. Yes.
0: Um, so both of these come from members of your Facebook group, actually. Uh, So Julia on your Facebook group, she wanted to know what is the most romantic gesture or behavior that you've written and why do you think it's the most romantic?
2: So this was kind of a hard question for me to answer because I don't think that there's any like big romantic gesture that's like the most romantic in any of my books. I love friends to lovers and i love writing the friendships between the characters and i just think like it's just so much sweeter and more romantic when you build like a a strong friendship and like a romantic relationship with someone who like you can lean on as a friend and not just a lover and like who sees you through like you know the good and the bad and they see you like during your highs and lows and the affection and the love that they still you know like have for you like means so much more than like some big fancy you know gesture Mm -hmm. so like i don't know like all the little moments between you know cricket and her guys like i think are the most romantic like in that series and same with like charlotte and hers like just like you guys kind of said in your last uh episode like just her even holding hands with them like it didn't need to be anything big even though, you know, the library was a big one. Yes.
1: The library is it for me. Oh, <laughs> such yeah,
2: I mean I just think building up that friendship along with the relationship makes everything seem more romantic to me. That, that was, such was a, a really sweet, sweet good answer. <laughs> I mean, me and my husband, like we roast each other, but like I love him more than anyone in the world. <laughs> like you can't oh, girl, you, same. You, can, you can't you know are
0: you really married if you don't troll the shit out of your husband exactly
2: you know,
0: ashley
1: here's the way that my husband and i talk to one another <laughs> <laughs> and
0: like how often i'm like oh my god i'm gonna kill christy's skin on my nerves yeah yes. so my
2: husband's parents like sometimes they're like so concerned for our relationship because of like <laughs> things that like he they catch me like saying to him are like will like Wrestle and like beat each other up, like playing, but like, you know, it's done in, with like out of fun. Um, one time they were visiting us and me and him were playing like Left 4 Dead together and he died. Love it. He died, and I was still alive. This was, like, years ago. He died, and he was, like, telling me what to do. And I was, like, screaming at him and cussing him <laughs> out to, like, fuck off because he was dead, so he was useless. And, like, they afterwards were like, oh, my God, like, are you guys breaking up? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, we're just playing Left for Dead. This and is normal.
2: Like, oh, man. There was another time a couple years ago when we first bought our house. Uh, his parents were down. I was at work, and they, uh, him and his dad were, like, putting new gutters on the front of the house. And when I came home, I asked him a question, and he just, like, blew me off. So I turned around and, like, flipped him off with two hands. And his dad <laughs> saw it and, like, was like, oh, my God, like, do I need to, like uh do you guys need some like time alone to like work through this like are you guys like having problems in your relationship (laughs) all because I just flipped him off oh my gosh that's amazing (laughs) so you know yeah he's definitely my best friend and like I think that just you know makes our marriage and like relationship just so much stronger oh I completely agree The amount of times that
1: I just say, hey, bitch, to my husband (laughs) (laughs) is a greeting.
0: (laughs) And then our second question is from Elizabeth on Facebook. She says that you write such sweet heat characters with such awesome chemistry and sweet tension. She loves it. Um, and she'd really like to know what your top 10 or any number favorite romance reads are as well as what books or authors influence you
2: (laughs) this is a very difficult list for me to put together um i did a top 10 list it's kind of a mix between authors and series and books of like my top 10 favorite romances i guess so definitely number one would be anything by katherine moon Uh, My favorite (laughs) series from her is actually Soul and Loon, which is probably her least sweet series, but like, oh, the feelings and like the angst in that series and like the character arcs are just so good. Like that is like a series that like make me cry, but I just love it so much. Um, And then like most recently from her, I just read Written, which is like the first book in her librarian's coven series and that book has the best like cozy atmosphere from probably any book i've ever like read it was just so sweet and it was the perfect book to like curl up with like a blanket and like drink a cup of tea and read like i just cannot get over her writing like i love her so much (laughs) (laughs) love a good cozy book and then number two i put down anything by casey west who is a fluffy young adult romance writer? Um, so not a lot of reverse harem readers probably read a lot of like YA, like I do. But I could name tons of young adult romance books that I just like love and will go back to and reread just to get like those fuzzy feelings. So those are big for me.
0: I'm gonna have to like seek out some recommendations for you for those <laughs> because like I love young adult romance.
2: Yes, like oh, Casey West is so good about it though. Like all of her books are just like pure fluff. They're so freaking cute. Like they're quick reads. Um, Sarah Dessen is another big one for me. I didn't put her on the list, but like sh- most Sarah of her-
1: Dessen,
2: the so, like most My of her <laughs> <childhood>. <laughs> most of her books are like based on Emerald Isle, which is where I live or close to where I live so like Mm -hmm. I always love like to keep that in mind reading her books too and then I put um Gilded Mass and Golden Chaos by Colette Rhodes that's a more recent read for me but it's probably one of like the sweetest reverse harem books I've read like and she's just so underrated like I need to read all of her books now because I loved those books so much like I binged both of them and like messaged her immediately and was like i love these books and these characters um definitely have a court of miss and fury on the list yes <laughs> i know you guys have strong opinions about that but <laughs> <to> it. <laughs> and next on my list um I will be so excited if you guys have read this, but one of my all-time favorite series ever, and it is not cute or really romantic, but I'm putting it on the list anyway, is All for the Game by Nora Sakovic. I really don't know how to say her last name, but it's, the first book is called The Fox Will Court, and it is like a MM romance, dark sports, mafia romance it's like
0: pre- um I am very interested
2: <laughs> it's like it's pretty fucked up and the relationship like builds so slowly and like it's not even super romantic but like just the bond that these characters like create and like the obstacles that they overcome together like I am such trash for it I love that series so much <laughs> And then I put Anne of Green Gables, which is my favorite 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 classic book, and I will read any of the books in those series when I need like a comfort read. Hannaford Prep by Jay Bree definitely one <laughs> of my yeah. definitely one of my all time favorite reverse harem series, like I binged the crap out of that series when I first discovered it. I love lips so much, and I love Avery so much.
0: I do too
2: okay and then next on my list is radiance by grace draven this is an adult fantasy romance that's like i don't the guy is like an orc or something like that and the girl is a human and they are put into an arranged marriage and they think each other are like hideous Like, they are not attracted to each other at all. Like, they roast each other constantly, but they, like, form such, like, a strong friendship that just naturally, like, blossoms into, like, the sweetest romance ever. Like, I love that series.
1: I just added that to my TBR. (laughs) (laughs) I see Grace Draven recommended all the time on my TikTok for you page. I really need to read more of her books.
2: Yeah, that's the only ones I've ever read is um, that series Wraith Kings. But it's so good. Like, I definitely need to read more of her stuff because, like, that just relationship. Like, I already like arranged marriages (laughs) as a trope. So, like, that one was just done so well. Plus arranged marriage with friends to lovers. And, like, I just remember some of the things, like, the guy says to her. he Because he has, like, really sharp teeth. He tells her that, like, she has horse teeth or something it's just so funny <laughs> but like it just fits so well in the book i'm loving these recommendations <laughs> okay second to last i put guernsey literary potato peel pie society by Marion Schaefer and annie barrows if you've seen the movie on netflix It does not do the book justice. I was very, very, very disappointed with the movie. It does not capture the feeling you get from the book at all. Like, that whole book, I was, like, either sobbing or, like, grinning because it was just so cute and so sweet. And I got, like, such a warm feeling from, like, the relationships that the main character formed with everybody, including, like, her love interest. And the movie Mm -hmm. just really let me down.
1: Oh, that's a bummer.
2: But it's very cute, especially if you love like historical romance. Like that's a really good one. Um and then my very last favorite on my list is Devil's Day Party by CM Stunick. I love that book so much. Like I already love CM Stunick for the most part most of her series. But that book is like my all-time favorite standalone reverse harem and it's like one of the worst bully books i've read and bully is like not my favorite trope at all but i don't know if either of you guys have read it but there's just like one scene in that book that just every single time like i think about it just like brings me back to reading it and i like get such like a warm like happy feeling and like i just love it so much
1: it's on my TBR because a bunch of people recommended it to me after we did the our two havoc episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's some of her best writing, so I definitely want to check it out. It
2: is like it's so well done, and like you know, you it's so it's kind of like a ground Groundhog's Day where she's the main character. She's repeating like the same day like over and over and over again. So you know, you think like, oh, well, this is just going to be like repetitive, but like it's just so like it's just done so well, and. The character growth is just like phenomenal for the main character, but also for the guys, which they are not relieving the same day. So, like, just, but still, like, just the way that they react to her making changes, like, in herself and her life, like, each new day is just incredible. Like, I just really, really, really loved how it was done. And it was definitely a roller coaster. Like, so many times you're like thinking that everything's like good and perfect, and then it's like ripped out from under you. <laughs>
1: oh
0: that's what I'll have to probably emotionally prepare myself for that <laughs> you yeah you
2: definitely do but that is my top 10 list of all my favorites
1: when I'm editing I'm gonna have to go through and take notes
2: same yeah I mean even with me writing like full-time now like I still try to read a lot um and I do try to like share like what I'm reading as well like with my readers because like Obviously, like, my readers also like to read, so share you all you have love.
0: similar interests, obviously.
1: <laughs> Speaking of reading, let's jump into what we're reading this week. So, I finished the fifth book in the Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac series, which was a hell of a journey, and that book was almost a thousand pages long. It took me a while. I had to take some breaks to just emotionally recover from things that were going on and it took so much out of me and i was in like such a book hangover but then the third book in the boys of winter series came out and i was like i need to read that because i know that i want to keep up to date with that series and then that book ended on the craziest cliffhanger which is just left me being like what the fuck and then my wonderful friend saved me because ashley and sarah were ranting about the darkest (laughs) temptation telling me I needed to read it that I was going to fall in love with Ronan and I needed to read it immediately so that book saved me and pulled me out of my uh, book hangover so thank you Ashley and Sarah for that recommendation for this coming week friend of the show Grace McGinty Sweethearts and Savages is coming out this week so I am definitely looking forward to reading that and jumping back into that universe. Ash what are you reading this week?
0: All right, so this week I was on a serious mafia romance
1: kick, and I read The
0: Devil You Hate, which I loved. Um, and I am just like, is it going to happen? Like, is he going to like get her back? Like, I need to read the next book. It's such a cliffhanger, so we'll see what happens. Um, I read The Darkest Temptation and The Sweetest Oblivion, I liked Nick and, um, oh shit, Alina, uh, but Ronan and Mila were by far one of my favorite mafia romance. I mean, it's just something about like a Russian mobster that I love. I don't know, but Ronan is just, oh, everything. Um, so I just started, uh, Rise of the Witch by C. Rochelle and I'll be rereading the Featherstone Academy series for our upcoming episode. Um, that series has some of the hottest male male action that I have ever read. Like you know, male ma- like male male female or well, I don't know. I always get confused like where the the F and the MM goes. But yeah. Um. So we will be taking a break next week, just because um Sam is going to be away on a trip. She, yes, we I am. Some. Some much needed downtime, um, but we're going to be working hard on that episode uh, for Featherstone Academy and as well as planning, you know, some other episodes for the future. So if there's anything that you guys have on your mind that you'd maybe like us to talk about on a podcast, let us know. We did have a request for um, Brutal Boys of Everlake Prep, which is one of our favorite series of all time. But I think that both of us would like to get... um, I'd like to do at least one more full reread of that. But we kind of have some other things going on right now first. Do you
1: agree? You know, I'm down for anything. I, I think that it would definitely be a good idea for us to cover Brutal Boys at some point. But I'm not in any rush to jump into it. And I just
0: finished Hannaford prep, you know fairly recently so I would like to talk about that just because it's such a popular series and we both loved it so much and we would also love to have our friend Sarah on here who loved it as well Sarah's gonna find herself in a bunch of episodes here soon (laughs) (laughs) um did you have anything that you wanted to add that you've been reading Willow
2: um I'm not reading as much this month just because I'm getting ready to publish Wandering Star but right now I'm reading, I don't know how to say this, so I'm probably saying it wrong, but Bowsher House by B.C. Morgan. Yeah. It's the first book I've read by her, and she is such a sweetheart. Like, <laughs> she loves cricket, which is so sweet. But, like, I am lo- <laughs> I am loving Bowsher House. And it's, like, so creepy, and, like, I'm very interested to see, like, where it's going and what's happening, because it doesn't feel like a typical reverse harem it feels very much like a like a horror novel that just happens to have a reverse harem relationship in it which is very interesting to me like I like to see you know something different yeah. I feel like
0: it gives me like American horror story vibes yeah it definitely does like, you know
2: definitely from the that.
0: description
2: yeah I'm really loving it I'm like 80% through right now so I'll probably try to finish that tonight <laughs> so very close
1: so Willow, do you want to tell us, um, obviously you've already started talking about Wandering Star a little bit, but this is your promo time. So what do you have coming out and where can people find you on social media?
2: Um, so my next book that I'm releasing is the third book in the Cricket Kindle series, Wandering Star. It releases June 25th. It'll be available on Amazon, Kindle Unlimited, and in paperback. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. But I'll totally, I'll totally give you guys my links for you to put in your description.
1: So like Ash said, I am traveling next weekend. So we are going to take a week off. uh, But we will be back the following week with our episode about Featherstone. Um, Willow, thank you so much for joining us. We had such a great time talking with you today. Yeah, thank you
2: so much for having me. Like it is definitely an honor. It makes me feel so cool.
0: I mean, you're super cool and we, you know, appreciate all the love that you give our podcast all the time. And we're so glad that, you know, you found time in your schedule to sit and talk with us today. It was so fun. I'm definitely
2: excited to see where you guys take the podcast and like who else you have on here and what other books you talk about.
1: We're excited to see where it's gone, too. (laughs) So thank you for listening to this week's episode of Smut and Spice. Please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Smut and Spice Pod. We'd love it if you would share our podcast with friends and on social media. If you have any book recommendations, send them our way. And if you're an author who's interested in appearing on an episode, reach out. We would love to have you. A special thanks to our technical producer, Andrew, and our graphic designer, Lainey, for our amazing logo. The intro and outro music featured on Smut and Spice is District 4 by Kevin MacLeod. Link and licensing information can be found in the episode description. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Bye.